Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Welcome back to Breaking Boston, or as we now like to refer to it as Broken Boston. Because my word, did the Celtics not get the memo, Andy? Did they decide that they felt the need to pay tribute to the departed Bruins by having a poor performance by their own first-year head coach in the playoffs at the Boston Garden? Or should I say the T underscore Garen? Because there wasn't any D there tonight. Sloppy ball handling, late mistakes, no clutch. Uh, Joel Embiid, not present. You would have thought, no Joel. No problem, but instead, a little bit of the old Ewing theory kicks in for the Sixers, who bring some extra mojo, some extra juice, and apparently somebody grabbed James Harden, who looked like he was wearing an outfit that he borrowed somewhere between Wonkaville and the Teletubbies on his way into the garden tonight, threw him into the rejuvenation machine because that man Old fat James was on fire with a season high 45, the huge three at the end. <laughs> did, did, did no one on the Celtics see Trey Young hit a dagger of a three when they only needed a two from the top of the key last week? I mean, Andy, how many times do we say on any forum, platform, podcast, etc.? Those who do not learn from their mistakes of the past are doomed to repeat them again. An absolute crushing Celtics defeat tonight to the undermanned Sixers at home in the first game of their Eastern Conference semifinals. Final score, I believe, was 117 Sixers, 113 Celtics, and absolutely zero wins in the Boston Garden in the last week. What is going on? Tear it down and build a new one. I know I run the risk of uh, being a bit repetitive here, but uh, that sucked. (laughs) That's your job now. So you're like, you're my new hype man or my yes man. You're like the dancing guy in the Boston. You just sit in the background and go like, that sucked. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's not really that funny because the dream of two Boston winter sports teams winning titles. Well, that's dead. (laughs) That is dead. We put a bullet in that yesterday. Thanks to the Bruins. They're Um, not even going to make it to mother's day. 
uh, right. I, these long runs we were expecting well into June. Uh, now we have the Celtics to hang our hat on. No Joel Embiid. And I knew they were in trouble. Uh, like, I'm a big believer in this. If you don't take advantage of your opportunities when they present themselves in the current time, then you regret it. You live to regret it. Sports, competition. When I when I see that the Celtics are shooting north of 70% in the first half and have like a two-point lead, a three-point lead, well, you're porked. I'm sorry. And I know the Sixers were hitting like 50-something percent at the time, but when you shoot 70% in the NBA, you should be building a 20, 25-point lead that then when you cool off, because you will, you'll cool off, then you have that buffer. They didn't have the buffer. There was no defense. They, I don't, I almost don't even understand the lack of defense now by the Boston Celtics. It's not like you were one of the best. If you believe the quants and the stat geeks from a year ago, you were one of the best defensive teams ever. 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 Like ever. The Ooh. second half of the season last year under Ime Udoka was record setting. Like the, so what the Celtics what did happened? was jaw-dropping oh that that was jaw-dropping in a certain different way and now it's jaw-dropping in another way Andy defense you're not a, literally not allowed to play defense now in the Boston Garden the Boston Bruins had the best goals against average in the NHL this season I still don't think the team was as good as their record-setting record was but they did have the best defense and the best goals against average and they almost allowed it to be doubled in their punch in the berries soul crunching opening round loss against the Florida Panthers. The Boston Celtics, like you said, were the greatest defensive team of the last couple of decades in the NBA last year, maybe since Mahorn, uh, Rodman, and <laughs> the Pistons. And now they can't even stop anybody. Like, they, like you want a runner in the lane? No problem. Hey, maybe we'll even foul you on your way in just so you can get an and one for the heck of it. You need to take a huge dagger at the top of the key. We'll put someone on you that's a little bit of a mismatch for you, and we're not even going to play you that tight because we want you to get that shot. Like, it, it's just everything that we have come to learn, or at least that we used to believe, Andy, about these teams, and in specific the Celtics tonight, is completely thrown out the window. Like, it belongs it belongs in the garbage. So my concern coming into this game, because there was a little bit of blip there that Joel Embiid was taking part in shoot around. Could he actually play game one? He doesn't. He had some sweet pants on, by the way. They were like blue and pink. Big fan. I'm not sure I could pull it off. I know he can at his size and his stature in this world. They were sweet pants on the bench area. Um, but I had a concern because what have I told you all year? This team circles games. This team, when they are challenged, they answer the challenge. I thought it was actually a bad thing that Joel Embiid wasn't going to play because I just think they have an air of, oh, okay, so we're at home, game one, no Joel Embiid, we'll be fine. We'll just, let's roll the ball out. They shoot well early. I think they were just cruising towards a game one victory because, you know, we're the better team. We're at home. They don't have their best player, their MVP candidate. And then something happened along the way, and the Beard decided, well, you know, somebody's got to score tonight, so I'm going to shoot. And oh, by the way, they're going in, I'm hitting my threes, I'm dishing when I need to, and they were in a dogfight that I don't think they were prepared to be in in this game, and then it unraveled at the end. That's the problem. If you let a team hang around when you're shooting 70% or you don't have the killer instinct, which there is some question about them certainly having the killer instinct at all times, not just when they're challenged on national TV, whatever, um, you let a team hang around, Sometimes it bites you in the ass and you're down 0-1 at home in the second round of the NBA playoffs. 
They shoot, the Celtics, that is, shoot 85% from the floor in the first quarter. 85%. The game should have been over. Yep. The referees who could barely get a call right in the fourth quarter, and they did a god-awful job tonight. Can I they ask you a quick question? They, so, uh, yes, uh, the gentleman in the South Coast. The the So they review a play where there was a confusion because two, two referees saw it differently. Offensive foul, mm -hmm. defensive foul. And right. they said, we have a blocking foul on Marcus Smart. But, but we also have an offensive foul on Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> but no, he announced in his, you know, the little, they come to the microphone, the call on the floor is blocking foul, but we're going to check to see if he's in the restricted area. Uh, why? That would be an issue if it were an offensive foul, correct? If he's in the yes, restricted area. Yes, and he area. needs to have established himself outside oh, of the God. restricted area, and then it would be an offensive foul. If it's a blocking then... foul, you don't need to review it. So you effed that up. I don't know what the F you were talking about when you went to the camera, but you effed that up before you started the review. I actually agreed with the review. I thought Smart was still moving a little bit, so I think it probably was a blocking foul. But they I hate those fouls where head, it's like, oh, I'm... They had no idea what they were doing there. They had no... Their head was so far up their collective asses that they had absolutely no idea what they were doing there. But mm. I am not going to blame it on the officials, even though I had to listen to them not review it. I had to mm -hmm. listen to Reggie Miller, who referenced the Bruins one too many times for my liking. Thank Stick you. Stick to basketball and shut your pie hole, Reggie. And yeah. then go do, Yeah, go do your showboating at a different garden, right. you son of a bitch. Get the hell out of here. And then <laughs> whoever their official, um, official guy is telling me, oh, they didn't review it there because was, it was a natural act when P.J. Tucker um, whacks Jason Tatum in the test. Right in the berries. Right in the right in the scratch. Act my right ass. in the scratch. Yeah. Natural. You know when that's a natural act? I used to do that in middle school and high school when we would seek out friends in the hallway and say oh. cup check and run away as the kid falls oh, yeah. over in the yeah, hall yeah, yeah. rolling around on and the it, floor. And it's hilarious. And then you guys all yeah. high five each other and exactly. probably like that's rip the a only time and drink a Gatorade. Act. Yeah, yeah. That was not a natural <laughs> act on a basketball court. That was a whack in the cojones that Marcus Smart, by the way, will do at some point. That will be retaliated because this is the year of the nut nutsack flick in the NBA playoffs. But that was my ass that that was a natural act. Anyway, let's get back to the most important part of this. Um, uh, the fact that the Celtics didn't miss a shot in the first half and still found a way to lose? Yeah, that, that that's concerning. That's problematic. Um, and, and I know the dynamic will change if and when Joel Embiid is back on the floor, maybe for game two, and maybe that- Are you rushing him back? I'm sorry to interrupt. Are you rushing, Joe? If you're Doc Rivers and you just stole one game one, and boy, does that does that stolen candy, thief candy is always the sweetest, especially at, at your ex's house. You steal one at your ex's house, and now your best player, who is a candidate for MVP this season, has a chance to rest a couple more days, and at worst, at worst, you know you have the Celtics on the rope with the taste of their own blood in their mouth, Andy, and they desperately need to win. You did point out, and you were correct, in that the Celtics always play their best when their back is against the wall, and they have something to play for as opposed to, I don't know, just living up to their greatness or supposed greatness. If you're Doc Rivers, do you start? It's gone. It's gone. Uh, do you start Embiid Wednesday, or you just rest him for the weekend? Well, I always say this, and I know it gets annoying, I, I, I trust my medical staff. If my medical staff says he's ready to play, yes, I play him. Now, certainly, if if he's questionable at all, we already stole a game. I think you can be – but I think they also have to be careful too. We can talk about the Celtics playing down to their competition and the expectations of the game, the theater, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's Doc Rivers. He's Joel Embiid. They are uh, – he's James Harden. They're, they're all a bunch of choking dogs, 
right? So if I can go up mm-hmm. two nothing as a choking dog, I'd like to be up two nothing before I choke like a dog, right? So if I can get back, mm-hmm. yeah. Now I if I can get him on the court, I would get him on the court. Yeah. Oh, no leads are safe in the playoffs at all, especially involving Boston teams at this point. A three-one lead when you're the greatest regular season team in your respective sport of all time, it ain't worth the paper. It's not even printed on because nobody prints anything anymore um i take you to the end of the game it's 111 107 celtics just about a minute and a half left in the game uh there's a miss by brogdon he he fakes the three comes in for the pull-up j from 15 feet definitely shorts it front rims it tatum comes in gets the rebound rushes his layup in quintessentially boston celtics tatum-esque style then there's a reverse this is when the foul comes in maxi gets the layup and the and one because of the smart it's blocking. No, it's an offensive foul. Actually, it's blocking upon review, whatever. So that's a five point momentum swing right there. If Tatum takes his time, dishes it to someone else, gets the layup. It's 113-107 with a minute and change left. They probably win this game. Then uh Celtics come down the court. Uh they get a big offensive rebound. They go up 113-110. And then there's that god they allow the Sixers another quick layup. And then there's the 24-second violation that (laughs) shall remain nameless. And all I could think of was everyone on the Celtics saw what had just happened, got nervous, and and played a game of hot potato. You shoot. No, you shoot, Andy. No, you shoot, Fitzy. No, you shoot, Coop. No, you shoot, Brogdon. No, you shoot, Tatum. They piss away the opportunity. Brogdon then, in what looked like a 24-second violation, throws it in the backcourt. They get the easy layup. It's 114-113. Oh, he didn't throw it in the backcourt. He threw it right to Max, like right in the hands, like right dead center. It was a great, in all bad. honesty, it was a perfect assist. He put him he in assist. Shoot. It was he a shoot place, right? Like that's an assist on that. And then he just lays it in. Um, but you're right. I want to go back to that Tatum rushed layup. It, it's a sneaky, huge play and a sneaky, terrible play. You know who he looked like? He looked like me playing at the Y with like a bunch of six, seven guys. And I get the ball and I'm like, I got to get up as soon as possible. There's some big guy with a long arm coming. That's going to swap me, but he's Jason Tatum. And Oh, by the way, we heard all night that there is no rim protection. Joel Embiid is not there. We're scoring whatever they scored 50 plus points in the paint And your best player who I had to hear everybody tell me he's top five, all NBA. And he is, he's great. He played the game really well for the most part, rushed it and looked awkward looked awkward and rushed on what is a critical layup, critical layup. And it did kind of spiral out of control in the wrong direction from there. And I hate to be that guy, but Tatum can't do that in that situation. Like he can't like he's your superstar. Especially when you're having that kind of night, like you need to, just because you have 37, 40 points and you've had your way with Philadelphia's defense and the lack of a post presence, you still need to finish the job again. There's no, there should be no expecting Philadelphia to roll over. There should be no expecting them to kowtow to you or cower in the face of your reputation and the basics. If they just execute the basics down the stretch, how much of this then I have to ask, I made mention earlier saying like Joe Missoula's Jim Montgomery homage by having a crappy game the night after Jim Montgomery pulls none of the right strings in the Bruins game seven loss to the Panthers. How much of this do you put on Missoula? Uh, not a ton, honestly. I, I give him a little bit. I mean, there's always a little bit. I always think the coach matters. We can't, I, I always, I, I, if we're going to say guys like Bill Belichick or Phil Jackson or Red Arbuck or whoever pop 
if we're going to say how important they are to winning, then you can't go the other way and say, well, coaching's nothing. It was the players on the court. It's the players on the ice. It's the players on the field. No, if we magnify the positive impact of the good coaches, then we have to acknowledge in losing that the coach could have done more, could have done better. But I'm sorry, did he tell Tatum to rush the layup and not hit the layup? I don't believe he did. Mm -hmm. I missed it. I, I was listening, and I didn't hear him say, rush it, Tatum, and then miss it. Look ugly and awkward as you fall under the basket. Did he say, hey, Brogdon, pass it to the guy wearing bright red instead of somebody wearing black? <laughs> Are you colorblind? I think he said that. No, nope, he didn't say that. So there was uh. – now, the defensive thing. I blame him. I blame anybody who has a Celtics jersey or pullover or quarter zip. Anybody like I can't understand to get back to where we started, like how one coach leaves and you go from great at defense to horrible at defense. I can understand a drop off because Ime mm -hmm. was good. Ime was valuable. But you go from great to terrible over because there was no defense played. Your little joke, your running joke about Is the it, tea garden. Yeah. No, not, you know, the, in New England sports, we no longer have the D, like the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's right. Accurate. It's, act, thank you. It but, is accurate. But why? Does he just tell them don't play? Hey, here's my philosophy on basketball, guys. I know I'm new around here and I'm young, but we shoot a lot of threes and we play zero defense, okay? Who's with me? Let's go. Charge. Like, no. Like, some of this has to be on the players as well. Like, the Jalen Brown, when he got juked out of his jock by James Harden, he didn't get his ankles quite broken, but he got thrown off balance. Like, you don't see a good defender like Jalen Brown thrown off balance that often. By a guy who's 172, and not that long ago, everybody told me he lost a step, he's not explosive, he's fat, he can't play yeah, anymore. he's carrying around 30 extra points. I mean, he busted out tonight some old man at the urban playground moves yeah. that just had the Celtics shook, and he left like a shadow of Jalen Brown on that play. Like, they got punked They again. They got punked. They have gotten punked in a variety of ways. And I just wonder, last question so we can wrap wrap this up because we could just go on for hours at this point about All the how negativity in this town. It stinks yeah. and it sucks. Yeah, it, su it sucks. Yeah, exactly. I really wish Larry Bird would walk through that door, even at this age, just so he could say, you guys are playing like asses. <laughs> Honestly, you're embarrassing me. And then just, you know, chug a Miller light and throw the can. It's smart mostly because he should have taken the layup himself with four seconds instead of that stupid dish at the end to Tatum that he fumbled out of bounds. Can a team, Andy, that continues to make mistakes like this, that continues to shoot itself in the foot, be its own worst enemy, and play no defense along the way to getting in their own way, can a team like these Celtics actually win a championship? Can it? Sure, but... I'm becoming less and less hopeful and confident of it. The more I see guys like Jimmy Butler, guys like Steph Curry, put teams on their back, close out series, put, you know, show what a real dog is, a postseason dog in the best of best ways. I'm becoming more dubious by the day. And yes, the double duck boat tour uh, may be a zero duck boat tour very soon. <laughs> I, honestly, if we can make it at least with one of the two winter teams intact or alive by Mother's Day, it'll be an effing miracle at this point. Good Fingers Lord. crossed. Toes crossed. In a, in a city still stunned by the epic collapse and series loss of the record-setting Boston Bruins, the Celtics come out tonight and do absolutely nothing to rub a bomb or salve on the wound or alleviate any of the stress or pain Losing the opening game to the Sixers, sure the Sox won, but honestly, they're out of last place too. Whoa, whoa, whoa! 
Big news, Boston Red Sox are not in last place. Great. So we got that going for us. Which is nice. nice. (laughs) Oh, God. Look what we've stooped to. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with whatever story breaks our minds, breaks the garden, breaks news. Whatever, of course, breaks. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're we're, honestly a week and a half into this experiment. We're changing the name of this podcast from breaking Boston to whatever sucks. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY, part of the Odyssey sports family brought to you by WEI. Rate, review, subscribe and share. Ah, That's it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk to you tomorrow.